to the pod so I'm not trying to make a super negative episode this is not my intention I just want to say it straight up you know I'm not trying to make some episode that sounds like man-hating or that sounds like um I'm talking about you know things like things like oh men aren't good or or too insecure or whatever but um that's not really my intention I mean everybody has potential to be toxic and insecure and pushing those toxic insecurities on other people um I'm not even gonna try to open the idea of if men do it more or less I don't know um I'm you know I work in the field of psych I can tell you in a field where I've had, where I've worked more with women staff that are of my same level, as well as other female staff who are directors, supervisors, you know, leads, people in higher positions who are females, I've definitely experienced working um, underneath females that are completely toxic with the way they are too um mean just mean lying um gaslighting you know verbally emotionally abusive uh let's call it what it is you know like i i don't know then i've had i've known people who are men who react that way too so I kind of had a question the other day where I was like, you know, is it worth it? You know, I'm kind of debating, is it worth it to spend my time and energy with people or for people who um, just don't have it together with, you know, trying to practice you know non-toxic social behaviors um who people who don't try to reflect people who don't um have an awareness or care it's hard to really tell if it's a lack of awareness or a lack of care that people have when they're doing these certain types of behaviors, uh, behaviors I would say, you know, nagging people, um, just a negative, like, always, you know, trying to, like, I wouldn't call it shaming always necessarily, but trying to like act superior and saying things like, oh, like you did this or you did like blaming, I guess, blaming others for stuff, um, bringing up hot topics, 
hot button topics that they know people are going to try to debate them on like religion politics all kinds of stuff you know trying to tell people what to do like trying to control them and say like you need to do this because I think it's important kind of thing um and you know I'll explain it more in detail what I'm talking about but you know I also you know during this week because this is all kind of coming up this week during this week you know I also was kind of coming across content I want to say this was Wednesday Wednesday I was coming across this content or maybe Tuesday I watched a couple videos of the Joe Rogan experience like old videos but I watched them nonetheless because I wanted one that was about martial arts uh, I didn't want like there were some uh, episodes that Joe Rogan had on his podcast on Spotify that were you know more the, the some of the newer ones were like um interviews with with comics and I was kind of like ah, I don't really want to watch any comedian interviews I want to watch some interviews with people who are uh what do you call it um uh you know martial artists and so I scrolled till I found one um which one is it I'm trying to find which one it was there's an interview, it's not very new, uh, with, it's number 143 with Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland, um, that dude, I don't even know what to say, I was like floored by some of the comments he was making, but I was also like, okay, that's kind of just how he's going to talk, um, he had some outrageous things to say, I didn't really keep listening to the whole thing I wasn't like so uber offended by it but spoiler I guess like I heard him talking about you know his life his parent um his his relationship with his parents as a youth as a kid where he he used to sleep um, in the same bed as his mom he said up until a pretty unnatural age he mentioned because he thought that his dad was going to kill his mom um, on multiple occasions and even on one occasion when they got the dad arrested the mom went and bailed him out um, and different things like that you know where he you know he talked about history of like abuse um, in his household and you know, there was this other uh, person talking about history of abuse. Um, sorry, I'm going to make a little bit of noise here. Um, I'm going to have one of these, half of one of these neurogum pieces. Yeah, there was another person talking about abuse um I'm trying to get my energy up today guys so I can 
get my creative stuff done. Um, uh, who was I thinking about? I was thinking about somebody who was. Oh, that's right. Uh, when I listened to like the Chris Garza podcast, um, and how Chris Garza talked about, um, he he interviews a lot of metal musicians and bands, um, and so someone on that podcast was talking about you know the history like there there have been multiple episodes where people have talked about history of of abuse in their families on that podcast um and it kind of got me wondering you know is that something that people who gravitate towards metal music kind of like like is that like a is there some kind of correlation there um i mean i love metal so i'm not i'm not really I don't really care why people like certain music like that's not really like an issue but I was kind of wondering about that it kind of crossed my mind and another thing I was watching was a couple super time episodes um and one one or both I can't remember now but Jade Fox and Arrows Jade Fox and Arrows have this series that they pop up on that they've created called super time and they each create an episode on their channel that is them speaking about um their experiences with um um their experiences with uh you know family members and with father figures like they were kind of mentioning I think Jade mentioned that uh Jade has a lot of friends that don't have good father figures and then you know Arrow started talking about their experience and I was just kind of like you know this concept kept coming up over and over and over about like you know I wasn't really taking it to be like men or fathers necessarily but it just kept coming up and coming up and coming up and yesterday you know I wasn't feeling like super well and so I didn't really get up early to do the stuff that I was gonna do and so like I was up of course but I was you know on some other uh, set of timestamps from what I had originally thought I was gonna get up and plan to do I was like I don't feel up to doing most of the stuff on this list and my sinuses were feeling weird and I was like maybe I'm getting a cold I don't really know maybe today's the day to just take it easy so you know me and this friend were talking about you know uh like I mentioned I think I mentioned earlier about the revenant uh the scene where it's like the bear scene because he you know we were talking about martial arts first and then we were talking about you know like he kept sending me these videos about like bears like kind of 
wrestling with each other and then i was like did you ever see the revenant you remember that scene with the bear and then like we started talking about that movie and so that movie was on my mind like wednesday night and then i didn't remember the whole movie i don't remember it but then i you know streamed it online because i was like once i determined on thursday that i wasn't really gonna be doing too much productive stuff and i was just gonna relax i was like let me make it a leonardo dicaprio movie day so i started with the revenant rewatched it um i don't know exactly what order i rewatched movies in but i think i watched this boy's life uh that's the movie where uh it's uh robert de niro and leo leo when he's young um he it's a movie where he's got a mother who's kind of like picks up and moves here and there um because of an unstable father situation that they left from and then she ends up with some dude that's kind of just trash basically completely narcissistic lying like he just tries to gaslight everybody lying and he becomes more and more abusive like he's just always just like attacking people verbally and just physically and like he's a jerk but I definitely call that abusive but um I watched that I watched um Marvin's Room which you know you don't see any father figure directly in that but I I've seen that movie before but I didn't realize that it had so many psychological themes in it um kind of about like I don't know exactly if I can peg exactly what what was going on but uh Leo's character ends up in a in a um in like an inpatient psychiatric facility and so there's there were movies like that there was um I think I watched October Sky as well another one where it's like there's this dad that kind of has this like problem um against his uh son who's the main character it's back when jake jake gyllenhaal was like young younger um and yeah i don't want to spoil all these movies but to me they're really good movies i like i kind of like movies like that and i i do tend to rewatch certain movies every few years and so all of those i've seen before but i was like let me rewatch these because i'm just having a movie day so i just rewatched all those movies it was a whole lot like i know it was like four movies i watched yesterday but i started early and just spent time watching them um and i wasn't like purposely picking movies or consciously purposely picking movies that had this theme coming up with like you know like a parent and then you know maybe there's just all these complex family dynamics um i really like that combination of de niro dicaprio and meryl streep with marvin's room i was like dang man uh strong cast but um yeah it's just interesting like i was telling one of my friends i was like you know i, I wasn't purposely gravitating towards these types of themes but even when i was just organically watching content 
the days before it kept coming up and I was just like why do these themes keep coming up you know like let me just sit and think about it like um it wasn't so much why do they keep coming up but kind of like you know he my friend wrote me something the other day um that I kind of like like if I don't have the energy I kind of just leave it because it's like it's a lot of good deep thought but I kind of didn't really want to delve into it those days I was like let me wait till I have time to actually delve into this topic but then strangely like I kind of glanced over it and saw the topics that were coming up and then strangely um earlier that day and then the messages that he was sending that night and earlier the, the next day and the messages that the, the themes that were coming up in the stuff I was watching I was like why are all these movies about like why is there so much content about like these dynamics with like parents and abusive situations and people and so um let's call that a super long intro into this topic um that's kind of where I kind of got to with this topic where I was like I need to sit with this and like you know I kind of like to talk myself through things I was like what is going on you know and I think this was like maybe after the first Leo the second Leo movie I watched it was after watching The Revenant and that movie there's not like they don't show like a very toxic dynamic with parent relationships but there is a character in there that is just like like what is wrong with this dude you know what I mean like I don't know if you guys meet people like that but every so often I meet people like that where I'm just like what is wrong with this person like why do they even want to be interacting with people if they just seem so unhappy with everybody and everything and just like why don't they just stay to their own miserable self like you know like they're getting in everybody's way um, and, you know, there were some extremes taken in that movie, so, um, I don't want to spoil it, though, but, yeah, it was a whole, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, if you like that kind of movie, I usually don't gravitate towards maybe those types of movies all the time, but i'm a big leonardo dicaprio fan i've liked every movie he's been in that i've seen and i think i've seen just about all of them um i don't remember all of them but i think i've seen just about all of them um so yeah out so i wanted to talk about um insecure power figures maybe that's not the right word i don't know what i'm gonna title this but like insecure people who are insecure who think that they're you know like they're coming from like a more dominant position because there's a lot of this Uh, there's a lot of this going around guys um but let me let me go into what I saw um what I was writing um so that was all kind of like in in this kind of back and forth with this friend of mine uh that I was talking about and so basically 
what I said was, um, after all that kind of like background that I had explained about like, why are all these things kind of coming up? Like all these themes, like what is the combination? What is the overarching theme in all these things? And, you know, I was putting like, I obviously don't hate men, you know, I know a lot of good men. I probably hang out more with men than women at times, especially like earlier in my life. Most of my friends were guys. The majority of my friends were guys. I had a couple female friends, but I felt like guys were way more relatable because I was kind of active and kind of liked that kind of stuff. But then I did kind of realize, you know, I did have like, you know, things that I like to talk about emotionally. Like, I remember being with my brother and my neighbor a lot and being like sitting there talking and trying to be like, oh, remember that time? Like, just kind of bringing stuff up or like, and they were just kind of like, they didn't seem like they were able to really, maybe they weren't not able, but they weren't able to comfortably just like delve into those conversations. They just wanted to like wrestle and like build robots and stuff. And so we did that kind of stuff. We play science games and like mix all kinds of... <laughs> I don't know. We, you know we would mix all kind of stuff together from like chemicals and stuff from our houses and like it was not the smartest types of uh hobbies that we had uh we'd do that we'd take things apart anything that had wiring in it we would just destroy sometimes we would just take our stuff apart we would play karate my friend was in martial arts and so we would pretend to spar with him um, and yeah, things like that. But when it came to like, I, I always realized I was like, well, I like having conversations with people and sitting and talking. And I realized most of my guy friends did not want to do that. So I kind of made some other guy friends that were kind of more sensitive guys who liked to sit and talk about stuff who weren't like super into sports and athletics and actually would sit and like have conversations but I didn't usually gravitate towards a lot of females and the females I did know, I knew them because we played sports together and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I was saying that, you know, I don't hate men, but you know, there are times when I hang out with or have hung out with men more than women. Uh, and most of the men that I'm used to interacting with are great guys. Uh, I'm not a man hater. Uh, and it's interesting when stuff comes up that's like all those things I was saying about like, you know, these father figures or these, you know, family dynamics where there's like, you know, these, uh, abusive relationships either between parent and child or one parent that feels more dominant than the other and is trying to like be abusive um, and I was noticing that some people, and like I mentioned, not always men, it's not always men. Um, cause when I've been in very highly concentrated female, um, uh, workspaces, work environments, I've noticed that these dynamics, you'll see them, you'll see them in corporations that are mostly women too. 
Uh, and it's not just corporations, it's like corporations, households, anything that kind of has like some form of a hierarchy where there's like somebody or multiple people who are considered the ones in charge of the people who are under them, uh, who are not considered to be the ones in charge, um, who are either learning or being taught or being trained or being, um, you know, brought up. Um, let's give this a second. gosh sorry guys all right hope hope these hope where the sirens are going hope the people will be okay um this is the second set of sirens within the same day the other day i think within two hours we probably heard like five or six sets of sirens and this is the second one in an hour um, so I'm wondering if it's going to be another one of those days where there's just so much going on and the other day unfortunately there was a shooting on the freeway not far from me I mean we're not close to the freeway but the closest freeway ramp to us was shut well one of the closest freeway ramps to us was shut down um, because of a shooting on the freeway so it's getting wild out there, guys. I don't know. Hang in there. Um. Anyways, where was I? Um. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of, not a lot, but I've worked with a handful of toxic people that, yeah, they were in powerful positions. Uh, they were either leads or supervisors or... Uh, yeah, clinical supervisor. Um, or assistant direct, no, directors, um, or people who had, you know, founded a facility, um, toxic, toxic people of, in various ways. Um, so, um, so this is kind of, I wrote this other part where I said, uh, but when some types of people are around others who are in a seemingly vulnerable position to them, they seem to exploit that. Like they seem to try to exploit that vulnerable position. They get super insecure. Like if someone who thinks they're big or buff or tough or tall or smart um, any of those things that seem like they're like superior seeming traits, they tend to act out because they get insecure just automatically. And so they, uh, say or do dumb crap, basically, uh, completely unprovoked by the way. And, uh, it's definitely an issue. So basically I don't know if that is very well written. When I when I do my like text rants with with my friends who like to text rant with me, um, I kind of write differently than as if I were writing like like a journal writing. It's more of like writing about this concept uh, in a way that's more like conversational almost. So basically, 
just that concept of vulnerability or seemingly vulnerable and I'll go more into that but um, there are often these traits that people think of as superior or dominant or you know that they're able to try to overtake other people because they have something that they feel like is better and it's not so much you know in, in certain settings I would say okay we can maybe let those things go in certain maybe you know I'm, I'm playing with these ideas but maybe some of these ideas um, aren't uh, aren't I don't know what the word is. Um, I haven't fully thought a lot of these through, but yeah, sometimes when people seem dominant, I wonder, is this person really dominant? Like it seems on the surface, like a lot of things that we might look at might seem like this person is superior to me and has ability to control me. Take a work setting, for example. You can see someone who's a hiring manager as someone who's in control because they can say thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to hire you, we're going to not hire you, or we're going to promote you, or we're going to keep you the same, or we're going to fire you. You know, we have the power to do that. So we can see these types of things and think about them and observe and look at them and be like okay like yes I do see this in society I do see this come up and happening um, but is it accurate because that's what that's kind of I guess the question that I'm having is are these perceptions accurate not so much why does it happen because I think that's how I was phrasing it before but are these perceptions accurate are these accurate perceptions that somebody's in charge of you because, for example, if there's someone who is, you know, using narcissistic traits, gaslighting other people, lying, uh, spreading gossip, doing all kinds of negative behaviors against someone, um, then, you know... If they're doing negative things, then yeah, if they're doing if they're doing negative things, then they basically are trying to get away with stuff a lot of the time. And I've noticed this about people who feel like they're superior to other people, who are trying to like dominate other people and control other people. I've noticed that theme come up that they lie about a lot of stuff. They do tend to do that. They lie about a lot of stuff. They're always like trying to tweak things in their favor to make themselves look better in in the public eye. Um I've I've literally been in a room with people who, you know, I've 
witnessed a situation that they completely denied ever having that happened or multiple situations that they completely denied that that ever happened or they mentioned a situation involving me for example that I know never happened you know and I'm like you know sometimes you just gotta call BS but you know I literally just got up and left the room because I was like that's how I deal with things sometimes I'm like this is me reacting and you know whether or not they pick up on it or not because they want an argument and they want you to verbally fight back but if I get up and leave I know they're not going to follow me I get up and leave and then other people might be questioning like why did you get up and leave why did they why did they get up and leave you know it's like you know and that person probably knows why I got up and left because they know that they're lying um about some situation that they're making up to make themselves look better you know um and I'm talking about like an abusive individual who was mentioning that something happened that never happened um that was like oh I only did this thing one time for reason x y and z at this one at this one you know situation and I'm like nah it was way more than one time and the situation that you're mentioning actually never happened kind of thing it was it was like that and so I'm kind of like yeah um bs you know um but then they tried to i mean i'm just trying to pull different scenarios like they tried to basically make it sound like afterwards they're like talking about me like saying like um a couple nice things like not necessarily about my personality or anything but they were saying kind of like a couple nice things about them kind of about themselves like how um kind of how I would like have a place in their life and like that you know usually I'm a calm mild-mannered good person to be around and that was like a one-off kind of situation like they were basically trying to say that like they reacted towards me abusively in a certain way because I did something to some other family member when I this is like when I was like six or something they were saying that I did something that I did never do I never did this um and um, I would have remembered, like, I would have remembered if I ever did what they said that I was doing. Um, uh, I never did this. Um, and they said that I did, and I know that I didn't, but they were trying to justify that they were reacting that way. And it all started because one of my other family members was like saying how they thought that I was really nice and what could I have ever possibly done like they don't ever see that I could have ever gotten in any kind of trouble like they don't ever see me having gotten in any kind of trouble or that I could I could have potentially gotten into trouble they're like what could I about me like what could they have ever done that would have led you know somebody to be you know trying to punish them or something and so I was like 
yeah probably nothing you know and then that's when this person kind of makes up this story out of the blue where, I'm, where they're like oh well actually at one point she did this and so I reacted that way and I was just like that did not happen you know um but things like that where people think that they can kind of just like say stuff where it's like clearly they're lying they're clearly lying um and you know trying to like maybe take some form of blame like oh yeah like i have been abusive before but then trying to say like oh it was only this one incident where this one thing happened and it was so long ago and i'm just like mm, bs that's not that's not true <laughs> you know um like i could i could i could put some dates to things um but you know there's no point because they would completely deny it um but sometimes it's like yeah we all know you know what i mean um but yeah just when there's scenarios like that i mean i don't know if i'm the only one who's who's been in situations like that where i'm just like sitting with certain people that like expect they just like expect that you're supposed to agree with their lies or like i don't know what they expect you to do either you know start challenging them on it so that they can argue or i mean that's one option you know challenge them on it and then they're just gonna start this argument where it's like this whole he he says she said kind of thing um where they're just going to make it seem like, well, you wouldn't remember because you were young or I remember better or whatever. Like, there's no there's no way of getting around those kind of arguments. Um, and so there's kind of no point in arguing with people who know that they're lying because this person literally is like making up lies on the spot. So it's like, what the what the F is that, you know? Um so to me i'm like okay is there a point in challenging that um maybe there is maybe there's not i don't really know um and that's in that scenario i got up and i left the room because i was like well i'm not gonna sit and listen and listen to this bs um so i just got up and left the room um Because I was like, I don't know, I'm not going to start an argument with this person. Um, and things like that. So, yeah. So, another thing that I was realizing is that, I don't know if blinded is the word, but maybe like they get like blindsided by... Um, by people who they see as weaker so if they see somebody as um so if they see if there's a person who an abusive person sees as someone who is maybe in a more vulnerable position if they see that a person is either sticking up for themselves 
or you know taking a humble or passive route um, then the insecure person is usually going to keep trying to take advantage of that but they also get kind of blindsided by it because I've noticed if you don't challenge them and you don't give them any fuel to work with but if you take a passive humble kind of position um, they don't know how to deal with that they kind of spiral it doesn't make it really better because then they get more insecure and a lot of times like I I think the thing that I want to keep mentioning is a lot of times these things are unprovoked like these people come out of the blue with stuff like you're just minding your business going about your your day doing what you got to do dealing with what you got to deal with and they're the ones who start the BS they start it like all the time they start it it's usually them who's starting this nonsense you're just doing what you're trying to do and they see you and then they're like I need to do something to attack this and you know I've seen it so much that it's just it's just sickening to see it's just like I'm not even talking about like direct personal experiences I'm just saying like I've seen it so much um and you know it's kind of hard to really understand it's like they don't know how to interact with people and especially if they see somebody who's kind of acting more passively or humbly or kind of meek mild-mannered type of a person they just want to attack it all the time and it's like what the what is wrong with these freaking people you know so um yeah usually you know the insecure person is usually going to try to take advantage of anything that they see that they can try to exploit um and i put that it's pretty sick but i see it all the time too um for my own opinion i think there's a lot more strength and there's a lot more strength there's a lot more power in being humble and passive and mild-mannered and kind of like this meek personality there's a lot more power in that now society doesn't teach us that 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 is a powerful position but I've noticed it's a powerful position and I'm not saying like people shouldn't defend themselves or people shouldn't stick up for themselves um, I'm not saying that I'm just saying when it comes to people especially when they're kind of like on a verbal end or trying to like emotionally ma manipulate and psychologically manipulate people when you kind of take a more like passive role or humble role with these types of people you know they do not know how to react to it because they need the fuel to fight because the second you kind of bite the bait you know because they're trying to bait you basically that's what I see it as they don't know how to engage with people like normal people they don't know how to do that because they're so insecure so they see someone you know this is how a scenario would work they this insecure person sees somebody that they could consider as some kind of vulnerable person either in size or age or financial status or if someone's relying on them in any way because they know that they have a bit of an upper hand there they're like well 
if this person, if this smaller person decides to try to physically dominate me, well, I'm bigger than them so I can overtake them. If this person decides to try to, you know, intellectually pop off at me and like make me feel inferior, then, you know, I can just take away some of their rights or some of their comforts, you know. Um, I have a more dominant position to, you know, take from these people. Um, but I'm not saying that the other people are weaker necessarily. They actually have a lot of strength. They might not see it, but they do. Um, and so it is kind of a weird dynamic that there are a lot of insecure people who, you know, either think that they're bigger or smarter or tougher or something along those lines uh, they're just super insecure and they walk around insecure all the time and then when they see somebody that they think that they can kind of try to dominate in some way or control in some way they just provoke and they try to like instigate something on the spot it could be anything it could be anything like anything like and it's not something that you would even think that they would even complain about, but they'll complain about it, you know. Um, the car can never be cleaned good enough on the outside or the inside, you know. The house can never be clean enough. People can never sleep at a certain time or wake up early enough or do things. Like, they just expect everybody needs to be doing things the way that they want them done the way that they need it to be done they don't see other people's perspectives who knows if they even care um they just want to control everything you know nobody in their eyes has the right to do anything differently and so you know there's no way of predicting you know you could try to be like perfect of everything that they've ever mentioned and not do what they've mentioned bothers them and they'll always find something that bothers them you know uh, always they will always find something if it's a if it's someone at work they will always find something you know um like you know like i've talked about this before i had a supervisor who tried to come at me with some grammar things and she she was talking about where to put commas and things like that and she's like I can't believe that English isn't even my first language and I know this and you don't and I'm just thinking like what a bitch like who says that to somebody and it wasn't even she wasn't even right actually she wasn't right um but you know she would pick at things like how many spaces do you put after a period one or two and she'd like it was stuff like that where it's like, oh, you put one space, it's supposed to be two. Or, oh, you put two spaces, it's supposed to be one. And, like, really, someone's going to make you go back through, like, a 30-page report and try to put an extra space or delete an extra space after every single period and then kind of going back and forth about it. It's, like, stuff like that where they would just be like, you know you have to follow the BS that they say. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, these were the types of things where I was like, this was my training in psychology. It was for basically almost, a, it was almost a year, but it was like eight months. 
the supervisor was basically grammatically trying to correct all of my writing, my write-ups. And like I mentioned, we wrote reports that were like 30-something pages long. And she would go through them and just like, you know, they were due every four weeks or so. So every week she came back with more corrections. And I was just thinking like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how do you get this far into grad school, into a doctoral program, and not know basic grammar, first of all? That's what I was thinking. I was like, if I was really this bad, somebody would have caught it. I wrote a master's thesis. Nobody complained about my grammar there. And I had a supervisor who was looking at my work at least once a week, if not more often. We sat with everything that I wrote, with the lit reviews, with everything. I read journal articles. I read papers. I read full journals. I read textbooks. It's like, come on. Like, it's not like I don't know how to read or write. And, you know, here I have this lady that just because she's in charge of me and has me in an office behind closed doors thinks that she can do or say whatever the heck she wants, right? And I'm just like, you know, it's easy to not put two and two together. But when I kind of noticed how she was, I was like, this is BS. Like, and I got to deal with this person for this long. You know, it's like, you know, just so I can get out of it. And then at the end of it all, she didn't even want to write me a recommendation letter. She kind of hassled me about it when I asked her. And she was like, you know, I don't really want to recommend you. Um, and not that I even did anything wrong, but just she just was like that. That's just how she was. Uh, complete bitch. Um, and she's not working there anymore she's working somewhere else and I've talked about it before I I just randomly googled her sometime during this year of 2023 and I saw that she has patients and some of her patients are saying the same thing you know about her and her reviews and I'm just like geez she's out there now you know working not with students but with you know another vulnerable popula population and these people always need vulnerable people who seem like they're in a vulnerable position but I just want to encourage people to know that you're not really in as vulnerable of a position as you might think you are if you need to record stuff record it you know um have some kind of backup uh you know if you need to record record these people get them on get them on audio I know in the state of California you can't just record people without their knowledge but it's like dude like some of these people deserve to get recorded and called out I'm just I'm just saying um you know one of my friends created a YouTube channel about their toxic roommate and just whenever the roommate just starts popping off at these top toxic topics and just like they just set up a camera and just record it and a lot of times this person knows that they're being recorded and they won't even stop and I've heard and seen what this person has to say and I'm like what the F because I know my friend and I'm like there's no way that my friend would have said or did anything to make this person be talking like this and they're just a jerk I was like wow like the things they were saying you would have thought that my friend went and like destroyed his property or did something to make him act like this and he did nothing he's doing nothing but just trying to cook his meal 
and this person just takes that opportunity to just lay into him for like hours on end you know to a point where they even have a restraining order and had to go to jail for violating a restraining order you know what I mean it's like these people have no control over themselves you know and their insecurities like they just cannot function some of them actually do unfortunately function very very well which is not good because a lot of them do seek positions where they're going to be in power they always seek positions to be in power and you kind of find out how they get there sometimes and you're like oh this is gross but i don't know man like i'm like these types of people just kind of gross me out in all honesty um and so i'm not saying that people shouldn't defend themselves against violence or anything like that uh but i do think that insecure people can't seem to help themselves from picking at people and instigating and um you know just looking at it from a distance it's like what the heck you know um and so some questions i was having was like is there even a benefit of trying to interact with people who act that way in such an insecure way is there any benefit to interacting with those types of people um lately my approach has been to avoid those types of people uh, i feel like they don't deserve my energy or time at all not at the moment uh because they've become a problem and it becomes a problem in my life but then another part of me is like you know from the psych world i know that they can benefit from you know having corrective experiences but i also don't think that you know a person has to put their own you know mental health on the line just so that these people can grow um and they try to win you over they try to be personable a lot of them try to be charming uh they definitely have some kind of personality disorders going on often um but you know it does actually seem to be a cycle um a lot of times these people when you look at their history their history hasn't been super easy um usually they had at least one person in their life that was a complete douche um maybe i mean i don't have like so huge of a sample size to work with um but I definitely do know that I have a lot of clients who've had a history of abuse um against their own families or children and um yeah they've had a history of abuse and uh, against them and then they in turn are abusive towards people and they have a lot of psychological disorders going on um a lot of times these people have been from being in poverty a lot of time a lot of the time um not always uh but possibly even the people who maybe they're of a generation that wasn't in poverty they are um they're kind of forced 
you know, they, they kind of, not forced, but they have like some kind of power dynamic because they might be the first generation that has money. And so they kind of use that as another method of, you know, of control. Um, I don't know. And I, I you know, I don't want to make this like some completely negative thing. That's what I started out saying. And I, I do mean that, you know, it's just, it's hard. How do you talk about abuse and other people's insecurities and mental disorders without it sounding negative? I mean, you kind of can't really put a positive spin on it. Um, but I do think that people who feel like they're in a vulnerable position, you can come from a vulnerable position and be very powerful. Like, all these people that I've had in my life, and it's a handful, it's not too much. All these kind of toxic people that I've had in my life in the past, um, they all know that I have dirt on them. They all know that, you know. They all know. They all know what they've done that's wrong. Um, They all know that they've done things against me that I never provoked them to do. And they all know that they've at one point or another wanted a relationship with me and wondered why they couldn't have one um and so there's stuff like that where it's like you know i wouldn't call that having no power on my end it's a different type of a of a of a power but i think that people I'm playing with this idea that I think that people who have these insecurities see people with these who they would perceive as a vulnerable person, they perceive that as a threat. They perceive vulnerability as a threat, another person's vulnerability as a threat to them. That's one thing that I think, uh, or that it's an idea that I'm playing with, is they see it as a threat. Now, Dolores Cannon has this, uh, I don't know what the concept is called, but there's a concept that Dolores Cannon brings up that speaks about, um, um, it talks about, um, uh, different, different, how do I word this? Like, basically, if there's stuff in life that you haven't worked through, kind of with her idea of, like, what it looks like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's called reincarnation, but it's like a form of reincarnation where it's like you will come back to this earth to redo that so I guess the main premise is that you know us as humans we all chose from you know being a higher being we all chose to come to earth at the point in time that we chose to deal with certain complex issues so you would take something like the concept of abuse or the concept of just having toxic people in your life we came we chose to have that experience to come onto earth to be born into whatever you know type of upbringing we were born into good or bad or in between we chose that 
uh, we don't, once we're on earth, we don't remember that we chose that. We don't remember that this was a choice that we made. Um, we don't remember that I, you know, opted in to this choice. Therefore, my experiences positive and, ne and negative but in this scenario these scenarios I'm talking about would be more of like usually negative experiences we chose to have very complex experiences as humans here on earth and we're lucky in the universe that we got these choices to come here and have these experiences and you know if we don't work through them I don't know if this is the same concept, but like if we don't work through them or find a solution of how to react to them in a way that we're supposed to, then we get to come back and have a do-over. Like anything that we haven't learned how to adjust to, then we have to come back and do it again. And we don't get that long, yet maybe a hundred years if we're lucky, you know, or so, give or take. Um, and we have this life to figure it out. Now, I don't really know. I mean, I, this to me, I wasn't raised with that concept. I was raised with like the heaven and hell kind of Christian thing. Um, I think I prefer, you know, the theory that Dolores Cannon talked about, um, but when I, that's why I was kind of thinking about, you know, I try to think about things lately and I'm not very good at it, but I, not good at it yet, but I try to think about things lately. Okay. If there's this challenging situation that comes up and it's difficult, and if that was the actual case that I chose to come to this earth to have this certain kind of negative experience now I'm not currently in any kind of abusive any kind of a situation where there's somebody who's actively able to be abusive towards me um I'm not so that's good but um I if something comes up that's negative like you know, something common that comes up, like people trying to scam me uh, with job opportunities, you know, you see these life insurance places, you know, with these scammy kind of things that pop up trying to like, oh, we'll give you an interview or whatever, and then it's just like BS or uh, some other kind of thing. Like, there's all kinds of scammy stuff out there, like, so it's like, I could even be by myself at home on my computer doing stuff and there's still like people trying to scam me people trying to send me like like oh like this paypal thing or like what you know there's like little things like that that even come up with like i don't even have to be interacting with any human person face to face and still come up with emails or text messages that are like spam or things trying to scam me or phone calls that kind of you know that kind of thing so um you know, how do I deal with it? You know, what I'm trying to work on lately is how do I deal with things to move them forward in my own favor? 
to actually adjust to them and adapt to them <clears throat> and to actually move through it so that's that's pretty much where that thought process is going as far as what Dolores Cannon was teaching I hope the examples aren't too heavy um, but alright that's it for now thanks for listening <laughs>